0: Today is May 29th, and the Yankees have won a three-game set versus the San Diego Padres. The Friars, they won the first game, they lost the middle, and they won the third. They continue to win series. They're very good. Paxton made his return. We are getting ready for the Red Sox. Let's talk Yanks. hot takes Get your yankees dues with these two findings. it's time for talking yanks
1: talking yanks with old john boy john boy
0: and jake talking yanks with old john boy john boy and jake what is up everybody thank you for clicking play and hanging out with us as we discuss this series that was versus the san diego padres my name is john boy i'm coming to you from an office space in Manhattan, and I am with my co-host Jake, who's sitting right next to me in that same office space. We are at a friend's office space in a conference room as the night crew starts setting up desks in the background. It's a new environment for us. It's our first time in a studio, and by studio I mean uh, just a room with a bunch of windows. Jake, how are you? Jimmy, I'm good. (laughs) We are fighting the elements
1: on a couple levels. There's some rain. Did you see that?
0: I was walking around in it, yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, our, our buddy Jack was nice enough to, to hook us up with a setup here in Manhattan. Uh, we, we watched the game at Tiernanog. Nanag. That's a spot in Manhattan. Uh, had a couple beers, and uh, we're going to a cool event tonight, so we're excited for that.
0: Yes, we are very excited, and we are excited that this pro- podcast is brought to you by Steve Peralta, strong name. Matt Hodges. Just that's just as strong of a name. Kevin Crowley. Yeah. A little Kaka s- s- c- c- there. Kevin Crowley. John. I thought you'd
1: I thought you'd check with me on John. That's a that's a strong name. Yeah. One of the strongest.
0: No last name, just John. Nikhil Nabar, which is a very interesting predicament you said you had an answer to. We have a friend, Nikhil, who was on our bachelor party last weekend. He said he was going to be a Patreon member. We said that we would publicly shame him if he was not a Patreon member. He spells Nikhil different than this Nikhil, and his last name is different. So it sounds like we scooped up another Nikhil in in the, the sway of it all. We're either getting punked,
1: or I've been a really bad friend to Nikhil, and had his name spelled wrong all these years. Or another Nikhil has joined our Patreon when we were told that he
0: would join. Next up, Satoshi Snakamoto. That can't be a real last name. Ooh, Snakamoto, Jake. That can't be a real last name. I've seen Snakamoto. <laughs> I've
1: seen snacks on the internet.
0: Um, this is, that's like your video game character name, Snakamoto. Brandon Hurley, Spencer Griffin. Thanks Brandon, thanks Spencer and Tom Sawyer. How about that? Real name is
1: Huckleberry Finn, little known fact.
0: Mark Twain. Okay. Mark Twain. All right, those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. They get to watch live. They get the behind the scenes of this shit show. Right now, we just had our friend <laughs> <laughs> we just had our our friend Jack bring us uh, some uh espressos as we were recording. Okay. Uh and, uh, yeah, they, uh, see me and Jake sharing this mic because the other mic that we brought didn't work. So that's what the, hold the other one? just to make it look like it works. Uh, yeah. So that's what the Patreon members get live access, video access, early access, a chance to win a Jersey, two jerseys each month and some extra early access to events and some other bonus stuff. It's $2 a month. Head to patreoncom slash talking. If you'd like to support us, we really appreciate it. Jake, it's time to talk baseball. Hey,
1: how are you? I'm tired. Bachelor party. Red-eye flight. Haven't slept in a week. You're tired. Little food poisoning. Your dog got scared. Both of our dogs have gotten scared from weather in the past week or so. Um, New York is a lot <laughs> is a lot for us to take in. We're not good at it yet, but we're trying our hardest. And the Yankees are really good, so that's the good news.
0: Yankees are very good. We watched uh, watched the game today from a bar, as you said earlier paxton came back is there any other injury news they showed severino throwing in the outfield um but i haven't heard anything specific about batances we haven't heard anything about stanton uh dd Didi, dd's like gonna be back in um uh could be a week jake yeah. they said right now they're scheduled for seven games at triple a and then dd could be back in a week that's absolutely insane
1: And I feel like Judge keeps doing stuff that they're like, this is good, but we don't know if it matters yet. (laughs) Like, that's every Judge update.
0: Judge was throwing a little harder than yesterday, so that's good question mark.
1: Like, did he swing? Was there a swing update?
0: I've been not as tuned in as usual, but I don't believe that I heard about a swing update. But that's basically all the injury injury reports there's no one has gotten injured in a while that's good CC we haven't heard anything which i think means he is progressing nicely and oh we have heard CC's going to start on Sunday so boom he missed one start got the knee shot up and he's back just like we all knew that would happen and it did happen all right time to get into these these burns versus the San Diego Padres we only play them once every four seasons Jake a lot of Padres fans were in my mentions being like Padres strong and I don't, whatever. Like, that's cool. Baseball fans. Friars. Can I say something? You don't respect the Padres in any aspect. I respect their throwback uniforms that are awesome. Which ones? The brown ones. The brown ones with the yellow. Let's say Astros and like the cool writing across chest. Astros or or not Astros? Um Padres. Oh, no respect. <laughs> <laughs> um no, yeah. No, it's good. I like that. I like when these new teams start to spark up like fan bases. They're kind of annoying on Twitter. Uh they're very like dumbly vocal, but it's good for the sport. You're kind of like the front line of defense.
1: Like on Twitter? I mean, if a Padre fan comes hunting out, like, Yankees Twitter, you're who they're going to run into, and they're going to see you calling. You're like, oh, I don't hate I, – I, no disrespect to the Padres. I love their uniforms that say Astros on them. And when they come onto one of those tweets, they're like, yo, this guy is
0: mean. Well, I wasn't being mean. I don't care. Good for the Padres. I don't really like San Diego. Not my kind of place. Not my style. Jake, are you ready to burn game one of this series? I don't even. Oh, it's bullpen day for the Yankees. What an exciting time to be alive!
1: Spoiler fest, USA.
0: Oh, we got to do this. Are you ready? I am ready. On your mark, get set, burn. First of
1: three with the San Diego Fathers, Matt Strom like Bullvers opener Chad Bro, Chad Green, and Chad was money in the first, but David hailstorm. Wasn't as nailer, I barely know her, and Hedges hit RBI, Dubs, 2-0 Padres, but the Yankees would not be cornered, especially by their corner, outfielders, Clint and Guardy. Big Flies, just like that, it's 3-2 Yanks, how about some sushi, El Kraken, insurance run babe, have another on a call me Mabin single, Chad, to Hale, to Adovino, to Canely, to Brittman, to Chapman,
0: Yanks win. That was good stuff. Thank you. Yankees did win that game.
1: Did the sushi joke make sense with El Kraken and sushi? Because it's like an octopus. I didn't know if that was a reach or not.
0: So I heard it and I initially said, wait, what? And then I said, okay, octopus, sushi. So it it took okay. a second.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the goal of this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so there you go. Good work by Jake. We had a bullpen day, day one, uh, with Paxton back and CC back Sunday. Uh, we only have one more, like, have to bullpen day left. But this was the corner outfield show, as you said. Clint with a home run, Gardy with the home run, three RBIs apiece. And uh Gary throws one over the right field porch later on because Gary's insane. This was uh I don't know man, like it's it's kind of testing the limits of what can we do and still win.
1: Yeah, like it's it's one of those things we we've talked about again how we're we're not fully appreciating this stretch right now. And more so outside of that, the other things we're not appreciating are these games where we get four innings from Hale or Nestor Cortez. Like, we're going to look back at these in October and be like, oh, my God, we got four innings out of them and we won a baseball game. So that's pretty nuts. And as you mentioned, Jim, you said the corners were the stars. No one else was a star. Chad Green, man.
0: Opened it up with three strikeouts and looked nasty, which we just need to keep seeing that. I saw some people saying, why wouldn't you keep Chad in there for the second inning because he looks so good? No way. Uh, get him out of there with the win, with like, confidence on his shoulders, a little boost in his step, three strikeouts. Great, Chad, take that, go sit on it, build on it. So I like that. And you're right. Not only did like, Hale pitch four innings and we won, Hale pitched four innings by design. Right. And that's like different, you know.
1: It yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like we were down by seven to the Tigers and then we had our best comeback to the season and it's like, well, you know, Hale throwing, you know, four innings, to and runs really worked out. It's like, no, the game plan was Chad Green, who's been bad up to this point of the year, to David Hale, who pitched across the pond last year, the bigger pond, and uh that was our game plan and it worked.
0: It worked. He get he had a shaky first, then settled down. And was able to go four innings pitched. Then to Otto Canley, Britton Chapman. That's our top four right now. Can't wait to get Betances in that mix. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to be glorious when it does. Um, man, I don't. I'm. You know, usually when we do these burns, I try to look at managerial decisions, and I can't. I can't really think of. There's nothing that went wrong, and there's so many decisions to be made with the bullpen. But they had a plan. They stuck with it. And when every single pitcher you bring in doesn't allow a run, the plan's pretty easy.
1: We went to our bruiser crew. We we went Canley, Adovino, Canley, Britton, Chapman. So it's kind of funny. We... We spent, you know, these last couple minutes saying, like, wow, Chad Green and Hale, we escaped through. You know, for the final four innings, we used four of the better pitchers you can use in a baseball game, too. So a little bit of
0: balance, sir. little bit of balance. You got anything else? Clinton, Gardy going deep. They're uh, they're hot. Maben comes in one for one with a pinch hit. Is that what he did? For Clint. For Clint. Wow, so that that right field spot. Went three for four With one RBI and a home run Good for that. Good tandem And they caught every ball their way I believe Good job Let's move on to game two The one game we lost Spoil it again Spoil it again Spoil it again On your mark Get set Burn
1: Eric, no relation to Matt Lauer versus Masahiro Tanaka Tuesday in the Bronx. We won game one. We've got the K-pop squad in the building and a Tuesday. But the first pop would come from the Padres. Eric Hosmer, three-run blast after the Machado RBI single. 4-0 4-0 after the top of the first. No way. But we know this Yanks team has no quit. El Gary, 436 feet to center, 4-1. Pods would score one on some small ball. But then a Yanks rally, babe. J- David John, it makes two to make things go right. Two RBI single. Hixie baby one more time, RBI grind up. But the reins came down and the ump sucked. Dick, so that stopped the comeback. Fathers win 5-4. <laughs> that, that was an ad lib at the end there. You threw in a, a casual, the um-sucked
0: dick. Spot the lie. This was the, so I had food poisoning for this entire game. I was, for a while, I was throwing up, sick, shivering on the bathroom floor. And uh, I fell asleep during all those pitching changes. And then I, I would wake up for each, like, at hit. Like, when Voight hit the dribbler, when DJ got the RBI, Voight hit the dribbler, I, like, started waking up. I think I went live uh, after that. But what I don't know the Padres manager name because I don't respect them, I guess. Uh, But what what he did was his name Green Andy Green. Gamesmanship at its best and worst. The rain's pouring down. He wants the game to get delayed and then uh, canceled. So he used six pitchers to face eight batters. John and Susan were having a conniption on the radio. Like, like, what is he doing? They're bringing in a lefty to face Brett Gardner. He's not Stan Musial. That's a direct quote that John Sterling said. So that was annoying. And I did think they were going to come back. They kind of asked DJ in the postgame, did uh, did you guys think you were going to come back and win this one? He's like, yeah, Uh, because that's what we've been doing.
1: We were, let's be honest, and this sounds obnoxious because I I never want to lean on this because there's a lot of baseball to be played, but... Two of the biggest Yankees at-bats just had terrible calls on. Gary Sanchez got walked, and it turned into a strikeout really quick. Um, A a guy that casually hit a homer to the opposite field the game before that and hit a moonshot in this one. Um, And then the other at-bat I'm blanking on right now. But this ump was all over the place all day. And it, it was genuinely, normally I'll walk away, if, it, even if a game is 60-40, even 65-35, you walk away because you know there's days when you get calls. But to, that game felt bad.
0: Yeah, especially for me because I was so sick. The ump was bad, though. He was bad the entire game. So at, at one point, you just have to say, well, shit, this ump's bad. And Gary's were so Gary's were really bad. The one, the, well, the first one wasn't the curveball in the beginning of the game was, but that low pitch, the second strike to go from 3 1 to 2 2 was really bad. That changes the entire at bat. Egregious. 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 Uh, Regis, Philbin, Notre Dame. Don't make me do my Regis voice. That was really bad. They asked Gary about it in the postgame, and I uh, said, uh, Did you think that? To that two one pitch was low, and Gary said, but in Spanish, he said very low. Muy. Yeah. Muy low. Was low. But you can't totally blame the umps. You never can. Uh DJ did come through again with a two RBI earlier in the game in the big seventh inning. And then he couldn't get it done. Inning inning double play. That went to replay, but you as soon as it went to replay, it was very clear he's out, and that's a tough way to lose a game. Tanaka let's talk about Tanaka's performance in this game Jake DJ opens the game up with an error then a hard hit ball uh then a bloop then the Hosmer home run to make it four nothing I I I think if the error doesn't happen we're looking at two runs and then he goes the length of the game six innings like I I think that error hurt him a lot. I think he got shook. Later on, he didn't let DJ field the ball because he wanted it. I think he trusted him. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't know about all that. Uh, you you can only do so much of that final destination stuff. It did suck. I mean, first play of the game, and especially we did some moving part rest days. Not that we don't trust LeMahieu at third at all, but Gio Urshela – is a godsend. We all know this. Um, so, yeah, when you see that first play and it's Lemayhu and he just botches it and you're like, oh, well, that, that kind of sucks. But um, credit to Tanaka for settling down. Um, no credit for Tanaka for giving up a deep home run to Hosmer, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just a not ideal first inning. The least.
0: No, but on a day when we had Paxton going and we knew he wasn't going to give us length, he was able to give us six innings. Um, And then shout-out to Harvey for going 1.20 earned runs.
1: Which which was the controversial decision in this game. Because um, they put – Harvey loads the bases in a semi – what could have been an unintentional walk. And then he gets the strikeout, which was good. But then he gets pulled for Sessa. And before he loads the bases, there was no one loose in the pin – to the point that they were rushing Sessa to get ready. They did a couple mound visits. They were distracting things. So it ended up working out, and then it turned into the classic, well, if you're going to bring in Sessa now, why don't we have Sessa in? It ended up no harm, no foul, and Sessa pitched the last inning. But I say no harm, no foul. We did lose the game.
0: Yeah, but that didn't cost us. And what hurt Harvey in that situation was Clint dropped another ball. Dough for a ball, allowed people to advance.
1: He didn't drop it He misplayed it He had no chance He caught that ball But he should have Kept it in front of him
0: Didn't it hit his glove?
1: The, are we talking about The same play? The double?
0: Yeah didn't, it, didn't he dive for it And it hit his glove?
1: No He was like so far away from it. He didn't have a shot That was the problem
0: He should have just Let it bounce and come yeah. to? We'll, see if well Whatever it was He's He's horrible On the outfield His bat's hot as bad as hot, but man, it didn't hurt us, but it's a problem. it's like a very, very big problem. I don't know we talked about it the other day like why, why aren't they what are they doing to remedy this? because the taking fly balls, lackadaisical fly balls with Stanton and judge the other day didn't uh, apparently didn't help, and they let him in there in a in a one run game when they had been defensive replacing him with K, with maven for a while now because he was leading, he was batting three the next inning, so they wanted him to get one more at bat. So it's like, all right, Clint, you're, you're going to get up in the next three, so just, you know, you got three outs out there. Don't botch anything. He botches one. It ended up not hurting him because Sessa did come in and get out of that bases loaded jam, but it's still, it's still a problem, and let's not have it happen. I don't know why he can't slide. Uh, it sounds like a broken record. Slide feet first, may catch, keep it in front of you. I don't know, do something, but that was bad. Sessa and Harvey are good. Tanaka... The the Padres also played small ball, Jake. Like, they, they bunted for hits. They did a hit and run. Did that bunt where Voight-Nord uh, Tanaka covered first. They both went for the ball, so it was no man's land. So good for the Padres for playing small ball and stuff like that, but. It was, it was actually,
1: it was crazy frustrating, but if you take a step back, it was, like, really nice small ball. They had a hit and run on the first pitch with their catcher, who's hitting 200 this year. And then they had another, I think it was a first-pitch bunt that was right between Voight and Tank. Um, it actually got past Tanaka, so he was retreating, and Voight already came in too far, so he so nobody covered first. So um, it was actually a really nice small ball, but it was that was a real twist of the knife.
0: Real twist of the knife. Gary got it started with a huge home run off that kid. Who was pitching for them? I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was not Lauer. Eric Lauer. Lauer. Gary took him deep, so good for him. And Geo pinch hit. He went one for one. So Maben pinch hit or defensive replacement. The game before goes one for one. Geo comes into game two, goes one for one. How about that? Our replacements are just good wherever and however you use them. That's some fun shit. You ready to move on to game three? I think so. Think so. Here we go. Game three, rubber match in the Bronx, Wednesday. Here we go. On your mark, get set, burn.
1: Grab your syrup because it's the return of the big maple, eh? James Paxton versus NL Rookie of the Year candidate Chris Haddock Paddock as the Padres fish to win this series rubber match. DJ LeMayhew and King Louis V like competitive twin brothers getting measured go back to back two nothing yanks early make it three geo the god this is my regis Philbin voice ursher's one to left meanwhile paxton no hitting the padres yawn the bald warrior guardy sacrifices himself for another run as cameron hey ma what's up Mabin steals two bases all right we scored another run Labor Torres, I'm just a notch in your bedpost, but you're just a line and a burn. Moonshot. Paxton to Chad to Atavino to Holder to Cortez Jr. For the four-hit shutout, Yanks win 7-0 and win the series 2-1. Let's go, Yanks.
0: They refuse to lose series. That's what they've all been screaming. 13 to 14? You hear them after the final out, all of the Yankees in unison, they go, we refuse to lose, and then they clap their hands. I'm, I miss that. Yeah, you were doing other things. You always miss it. This was uh, a very interesting game because Paxton looked great. It was striking out a lot of people, so the pitch count was higher. You knew he wasn't going to stay in, but I didn't know it was going to be that early. Yeah. Didn't know it was going to be that early, but whatever. Tread, tread cautiously. Do what you got to do. He didn't have any rehab starts. Uh, or did he? Uh, no. He, like, went to Tampa and threw a couple innings, but he didn't, like, go to tr- minor leagues or anything like yeah, that. I think he was doing sim games,
1: and I think his high sim game before this was either 55 or 60, so he jumps up to 66. We, we all assumed 75 or 80 or so would be the number, but um, he was dominant through four, and I think it – you're right. I mean, it's more valuable to get him out of this game with the win and keep him healthy because um, you don't want to find yourself if he goes out that next inning and he's got two outs and you're like, well, can we get another batter out of him? You know, that's just a slippery slope. So it was it was the Chad Green. They got their win. Move on.
0: Yeah, I, I, w- I was expecting another inning, but I'm fine with it. I, I get we won, so I'm fine with it. And then Chad to Otto to Holder. The Nester comes in, gets himself into a bit of a jam. Got out of it though with the uh, the old Sesame Street double play. Yeah, one, two, three, baby. Counting like they count on Sesame Street. I I know what's going on. DJ opens it up with a home run, and he smoked the ball.
1: That was kind of cool, big fly from DJ. And he the game before that, he had three fly ball outs that were kind of didn't look like DJ Lemayhew. Um, but yeah. He he got
0: one. Yeah, I wonder what the scouting report was for Paddock, who's been really good and really talkative about how good he's been. And some people think they kind of said it was a wishy-washy injury. They just wanted to get him in Yankee Stadium against uh, under the bright lights. He definitely, after the Geo or Shello home run, looked a bit shook or confused. Like, what is happening here? Yeah
1: he he had given no home runs up to right-handed batters and then by the second inning he'd given up 3 of those
0: so the way that DJ and Gio turned on the changeup makes me think that they knew it was coming
1: yeah yeah you're kind well it's a couple different schools of thought right like maybe the one of the veterans you know we love pointing to Carlos Beltran he's our tip pitch guy or Kendrys Morales people like pointing at him um, uh, I'll say this: they also weren't great pitches. I mean, they were like in the zone change ups, like middle in, uh, which essentially can be a batting practice fastball. So maybe they saw it. Maybe they were just bad pitches by a kid. I don't know. Maybe it's
0: Maybelline. Chance. That's always a chance. Um, uh, got some spit on the mic. You're welcome. Anything else from this game? I mean, I, I thought Chad Green was an interesting decision to go right away in a, three, in a 3 nothing game, but since it worked, and this is shocking, I liked it because now he has two good outings in a row to build up the confidence, Jake, and I don't think he looked that bad this outing. He wasn't striking everyone out. Glaber hurt him with an error, uh, but now he's got the opening job were against Padres where he struck out three and then he's got this where he came in early in the game but a three nothing lead and pitched his inning and held them at and held them at bay and overcame the error that Glaber had which was a lazy error by Glaber so um I'm hoping that these two start stacking and then we start stacking and stacking and stacking and then they never wobble and fall down
1: and we potentially, with throwing Chad Green in the fourth there, I, it depends who you go to, but if you take Chad Green out of the occasion, you might have had to get an inning out of one of your better relievers. You might have had to throw Canely in there for an inning, which uh, coming up with the Red Sox four-game set, which everyone's all jazzed up for, um, any extra innings we can get out of Canley, Britton, any of those guys, that's
0: kind of huge. The Red Sox series was looming large. After we won game one, and we talked about this on the pregame show, where I think if they won game two, then this would have been almost full, I think we're using the term punt mode too loosely, but full, okay, Paxton, you're going to go give us what you give us, then we're going to go to Sessa and Harvey, because they wouldn't have used them the game before, and the offense, we're going to rest... Hicks, Gary, I think they might have taken one other person if they had already won the series. I think game three, day game, would have been full like, mm, if we win this, that's gravy. If not, we're just geared up for this four-game set versus the Red Sox because everyone's going to play every game. All our relievers are going to be good. It, what is good is that we um, we didn't use, we don't have any relievers that were used uh, back-to-back. Canely, Britain. Chapman all weren't pitched today at all, so they're ready to go for the Red Sox series. And Adovina only threw one inning today, so he's ready to go as well. But I think I think this Red Sox series is looming large, which it should. It's it's way more important. Not all games are equal. The Red Sox series is more important than the uh, three-game set versus the Padres.
1: Yeah, by the end of this four-game set with the Red Sox, we're going to be in June. Um and I, I, we're, I don't think we're gonna deep dive into it because we're not. <laughs> we're, we're running late for an event. But if you, if we take three of four out of, from the Red Sox this series, and that's three of four. I mean, it's home. There's a chance Yanks are playing good baseball. That would be a nine game lead on the Red Sox in June. Which,
0: again, I we can't, you're getting too far ahead for me. You're, I, I know, you're scaring me.
1: I know it's too far ahead for you, but Jimmy, a nine game lead. That's a really good thing. These I are
0: think. these are things that you say, and then it sets you up to get, like, you know, lose three or four, get swept. Potenti- potentially, you still have the lead. Still have the lead. Yeah, all right. So, anything else about game three? Um, nothing else really happened, right? They did bring in Tyro to play short. Why'd they do that? Absolutely. Oh, it, it was Glaber hit his home run, and it was 7 nothing. So, Tyro comes in. And we did almost have, like, a, we had a collective no-hitter going for a while. And then Adovino gives that little bloop up, goes in and out of D.J. LeMay, who's gloved. They rule it a hit. I think it should have been ruled a hit because that's not a routine play at all. Um, at all, at all. So I do, but there is this old adage that the first hit needs to be a clean one. Like, the first hit needs to be no-doubter. That's a hit to open up the hitting and that wasn't a clean one because it was inside his glove. I'm not riled up about it. I could give a fuck about team no-hitters. Wouldn't have really jazzed me up. Thoughts? <laughs> it would have been kind of cool, man. I, I don't know. We didn't even know it was happening. We I, 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 did, I informed you guys. After you read Lindsay Andler's tweet after it happened.
1: Um, well, it's a good follow on Twitter, so maybe pay attention, but uh, yeah, and then Holder gave up the 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 ground rule double, and then Cortez gave a couple up to kind of let the allure go a little bit,
0: but yeah, good job, everyone. Good job, everyone. Yankees win. How many series in a row have they won now? Ten? They've won eight series in a row, and I believe they've won 11 of their last 12, 12 of their last 13 and the only series they lost was that two-game set in Arizona, which we've told you time and time again, does not count. All we wanted to do was go to Arizona, get CC's 3,000th strikeout, stay healthy, and move on with ourselves. So really, Yanks have won 12 series in a row. That count.
1: Yeah, I just tried to bring up the schedule, and ESPN really fighting me because there's probably so many people on there right now being like, wow, can you believe the Yankees have won this many series in a row. So um, it's a great,
0: great time to be a Yankees fan, people. It really is, Jake. It's really exciting. Do you have uh, anything else about Game 3 before we go to awards? All right. Then it is time for awards. Jake the Heathen gets to go first, and the first award we give out is Pratt, 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 pride of the Yankees you say jake the heathen yes okay that's fair
1: um my pride of the yankees Jim. i gotta tell you what i'm looking at all our arms that sit in no um i just want to give you a little scare there uh you know what because you always get to give him awards how about gary sanchez man um my my dude is raking they they keep showing all the home run leaders and how they have a lot more games than gary <laughs> um gary sanchez we don't we don't get to talk about it enough because we always come back to like the ed- we we normally come out and we say like guys compare gary sanchez to the other catchers in baseball and you're going to be blown away <laughs> and it's going to be an awesome feeling when you see that uh Gary's crushing it with the best hitters in the league too, which is insane. Um, I think everyone finally came out. I know. Uh, a second shout out to my to my girl Lindsay Adler. Um, I, I all the, the articles were starting to come out this week. Like, man, you know, Gary Gary's groin must have been pretty, pretty banged up last year because technically that's what his injury went down as. His shoulder was jacked up. Um, he couldn't catch balls across his body. He didn't have his right power. Gary looks great. He casually flicked one onto the porch, and then he hit one 436 to deep center. Um, Gary. I I got him.
0: That's interesting that you went with Gary. I was going to give him an award later in the show, and it was going to be called My Love, My Love, You're the Sting of a Scorpion, because he's just stinging all those balls. That's a song I like. Uh Brian Fallon's side project The Horrible Crows My love, my love You're the sting of a scorpion Something, something, something Dum, 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 dum Alright, my pride of the Yankees Pratt, 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 Pratt Pratt of the Yankees Goes to collectively The bullpen, Jake Which Jake wanted to fight me on this But they earned it They earned it They earned it so much First game Green, Hale, Otto, canely Britain Chap. Nine innings, two earned runs, and that's just Hale. And if we're being honest, we're not really counting on Hale to be fantastic. Game number two, Joe Harvey, Luis Sessa, three innings combined, zero earned runs. Game four, Chad Green, Ottavino, Holder, Nestor, five innings, zero earned runs collectively on this series 17 innings by our bullpen arms and only two earned runs that is phenomenal that's a 1.06 ERA in 3 games if you're counting that is phenomenal the bullpen's great
1: what if what's what's the ERA if you take out David Hale's innings
0: let me bring up um The ERA calculator on my phone here, type, 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 type. Uh, Looks like it would be, um, it would be, the numbers would be 13 innings pitched, zero earned runs, uh, carry the O and dot the X's. And that brings you to a 0.00 ERA if you sans hail. Do you dot the X's? You don't dot your X's? Maybe you should try and get cute with your notes, okay? People like when you dot your X's a smiley face up top anyway bullpen's phenomenal I mean those are really good numbers I mean Chad Green I, I wanted to give him a solo award because he had two innings in one like the um what was the award that we kept giving last year I almost gave Chad my pride what was the award that I kept giving people last year and you didn't like it oh I kept giving it to Sevi, and you didn't really understand it uh the stepping stone award because Chad, Chad is now stepping.
1: So you're just giving out multiple awards now. This is just a multiple awards thing? You get to give out your, pri- you get to give out your pride and your first award? I didn't give
0: out my first award.
1: So you're, you're just talking about Chad Green should be getting the stepping stone award, but you're not giving it to him.
0: Correct. Okay. You've got it all summed up perfectly. Perfect. He's part of the bullpen, which won Pride of the Yankees. Okay. I'm also
1: I'm going to talk about a lot of awards I'm not going to give out, but I think guys should get, okay. if that's okay. Hit us with one. Okay. Aaron Boone, uh, you're our manager award.
0: Larry Rothschild, you're there award. Uh, that's so nice of you, to give Larry the you're there award. Actually, it's not. It's kind of his, his goal is to not be there. He wants to be in the – he's lurking. He doesn't want to be on camera. He doesn't want, to be, he doesn't want people to know he's the pitching coach.
1: So now I don't get to explain my awards either.
0: Yeah, that was this. That was terrible. Your awards blow, but you do get to be the first person to give your Yankee motherfucker. Well, Jim, I
1: wasn't. I wasn't going to give it to this man, but now you've made me angry. Don't do it, Masahiro Tanaka. Um, that first inning. That that was the. I mean, arguably the only inning we lost this series and we lost that game and someone just started using a power drill in a place I didn't think they'd be able to use a power drill. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, you have to go series by series. You can't get, let your love of a player get in the way. And if you look at everyone's stat lines throughout the box scores – Masahiro Tanaka deserves it. It's unfortunate. I don't think I've been rooting for anyone harder when I saw the K-pop groups' outfits, um, Tanaka jerseys tucked into the coolest denim jort skirts, jirts I've ever seen, um, wearing like what looked like some sort of Christmas bobble on their head. Um, so I I was so excited for that because I if Jimmy, ooh. This makes everything worthwhile. If Tanaka twirled like an eight-innings-pitched, two-hit, no-earn-run gem, I think those outfits would have become a tradition, and now I don't think they can.
0: Yeah, I wasn't into the outfits that much, um, and they ruined his post-game picture on Instagram because he had to take it with them, so I wasn't excited about that. I like, I like when he's by himself. I like uh, my selfies. Uh, I can't believe that you hate Tanaka now. I mean, he had a 2.94 ERA before the game. He's got like a 320 now. He's still really good, and you're out here just saying, I hate you, damn you for the rest of the season, and you're miserable. So that was rude of you to give him the motherfucker. But do you want to apologize?
1: No, no. You, you did the same thing to my Domingo Herman during the stats episode. You're worried about him. So he had a bad start. It's series by series. He's the mf
0: Comparing your love for Herman and my love to Tanaka. <laughs> my motherfucker is Kendris Morales. He went 0 for 6 this series, and it's just kind of, we're done with it, right? I think collectively, Yankee fans are kind of over this one. Hey, he hit that one home run, and we thought, shit, Cash did it again. Kendris uh, is going to be there. Uh, all those uh, expected stats are going to add up as soon as he puts the pinstripes on, just like Cameron Maben and Gio Urshel and Tyro Estrada. Like, magic, magic, magic. No, it's kind of worn off. Kind of worn off. I see a lot of people saying they'd rather Mike Ford be in that spot than Kendris. And I kind of have to agree. At least, like, as a young guy, and every time he does something cool, it's like, yeah, he's done this before. Or he hasn't done this before. This is exciting. And it's not that many at-bats. I think he's lowest on the totem pole for when, who's next back? Didi comes back, which we we can have that conversation now. But he is my uh, motherfucker. Someone tweeted at me that every grounder he hits is like Groundhog Day because it's just the same thing. And then I think it was our dude Andrews from Hell's Kitchen was like, this is where his expected stats are lies. I don't know if this is what Andrew was saying because he's so slow and they shift so perfectly on him that he can hit the ball really hard every single time, but he's never going to work out because they go into the shift and he's slow.
1: Right, but people were actually saying that about Gary coming into this year. People were saying that about Gary's bad year. I think if you can hit the ball, you can hit the ball. But, uh, Gary, but
0: Gary's launch angle is much better. Like, Kendry's hits grounders.
1: Right. I, I mean, Ken, Kendry's can hit. He's he's shown it before. He, he just hasn't. He's, he's drawn a lot of walks like he was hitting – uh, his batting average started with a one, but his OPP was in the threes. Um, I think the Mr. Ken conversation is going to get interesting. I I think we're coming towards the end of it. I think something that we don't know, and I, if someone tells you they do, they're lying. Um, they did talk pretty peacockingly about how much the team loves Kendrick Morales's. Um work ethic and watching pictures and looking at tape and looking looking at the video and all that, so there 's a chance they could send down my guy tyro um if if dd's Dee ready and they just want to keep Mr. Ken around a little more um but but we 'll see i mean it 's still a really small sample size, but uh we haven 't seen him do anything in a little bit, so yeah if well, if it ends we 're not sad.
0: What are your thoughts on? Like, would you rather have Mike Ford been on here for the Padre series than, than Kenmo? Or would you have cared either way?
1: Uh, I think I'd rather have Kenmo. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think I'd rather have Mike Ford. I don't care. I'm pretty indifferent to the whole thing. But I think that when Didi comes back, I'd send... I'd get rid of Morales. So uh, Jake's young prince, Tyro, can stay up. You have DJ Lemehu who can play first. If Voight needs a day off or they want to DH Voight, and that's the that would be the lowest infielder on the totem pole for me. I would get rid of I would DFA Morales before I send Tyro down with options. I don't know if that's what they're gonna do, because as we've said a bunch, the cashman does not like losing assets, and he could easily send Tyro back to AAA for a week and then bring him back up when you know, it's cemented that Morales is done. Uh, but I I would send Morales down and keep Tyro up. I like the message that sends better to the team. Uh, like, I thought when they kept Tyro up and sent Wade down, I thought that was a great message to send to the team. If you help us, you get to stay. Right. And uh, that's where I think the Kendry's Morales behind-the-scenes
1: stuff is could potentially be more important because it's, it's not like Tyler Wade is helping the guys with you know, this pitcher tips his pitches or anything like that.
0: But he's a good hype man. Tyler Wade's always cheering in the dugout, doing dances, clapping, whooping it up. Yeah, that's
1: not behind the scenes. That's as much in front of the scenes as possible. And you could just get a cheerleader to do that
0: if you wanted. Well, Tanaka had his cheerleaders and they didn't do anything.
1: Um, They did a lot, actually. And if the Yankees are looking for someone that looks like Tyler Wade to be a cheerleader,
0: well, I think you know who to call. Your brother. Blake Storielli, that sandbagging son of a bitch. Never liked him. Anyway, anyway, Jake, first award? Who is your first award? Regular old awards. Regular old awards. Roa. Jimmy,
1: my first award is one of the all-time Talking Yanks Awards. Guys fight for it and fight for it and fight for it. My first award is the Sitting Up in Bed Award. You know who it's gone to?
0: Uh, Someone who reads books a lot at night, a big-time reader. They sit up in bed to read the books before they go to sleep. So let me look down the list here. I think that... uh, So this is an interesting development, because I don't read. (laughs) So sitting up in bed is not
1: a reading area for me. Uh, Sitting up in bed, I feel like... I'm picturing it. You're laying down, and then like you kind of you can't get comfortable, so you kind of sit up, and maybe you check your phone or you turn the TV on, and you're kind of you're just thinking about a lot of stuff. That award goes to DJ Lemayhew, David John.
0: Tie it together for me.
1: So, Jimmy, DJ Lemayhew. We know he's a three-time Gold Glover. And we know how often now you're going to relive, well, if DJ LeMayhew fielded that ball at third base to start the game, Tadaka probably throws a perfect game. And now I'm going to have to hear that every day. So DJ LeMayhew, who you know the only thing he loves in this world is baseball, he's going to be sitting up in bed thinking, damn, man, I should have got that ball for Tank. And then the multiplier is that he thinks he lost the no-hitter today. Because he had that blue ball go off his glove. So DJ LeMay, he was sitting up in bed, fat gonger in his lip. Just spitting all over his chest thinking, I should have had those balls, man. So he's, he's reflecting, he's sitting up in bed, and then he goes to bed covered in dip spit.
0: You think he dips in bed? You think he
1: doesn't? <laughs> you think he doesn't?
0: What do you think he does in bed? sleep's an easy option i'm a big sit up in bed guy so i'm you're not i'm gathering i just i just told you when
1: i've had um
0: not really no i every night i sit in bed for probably half hour before i lay down are you reading laptop on my lap or reading or just going through my phone and then when it's like okay nighttime now I did my I wind down routine then I slide down in there
1: well that's a, that's a little bit of the slide down routine for David Le, David John Lamehio
0: so you think we should have him put on like a hey watch this guy's watch this guy lest he might do something hide the knives
1: not even close you didn't hear a word I said apparently what's your first award
0: <laughs> my first award is the hide the knives award no, it's not. I could have spun that into an award if I wanted to. Yeah. Okay, I'll give a Hide the Knives Award to Clint Frazier. Hide the Knives from Clint because this is why, Jake, if Clint gets sent down. Ah, oh shit. So my other, oh I don't want to do this. <whistles> I don't want to do this, but I, I, now we're here, all because I used the term hydro knives, and I wanted to transition it. Now we're hitting a conversation.
1: This is exactly what I was Master here to knock a little throw to perfect guy before my failed fielded that ball. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was,
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was. Can, can I take back the the, the hide the knives or, you or
1: just brought up like. A- Deep dark secret of this season.
0: <sighs> Clint's defense. Clint. Clint's defense is bad. My other award. I'm gonna give you a minute on the clock. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give both my awards right now because okay. they're one. Jimmy's fifth award of the show. <laughs> the real award I wanted to give, and it's the same conversation, is the multi-faced diamond award, and it goes to Cameron Maven because every side of the diamond he plays really well, defense. Space running, hitting—he just—he he manufactured a run in the game three all by himself. Single, stole second, stole third, went to home on the overthrow. Uh, he's doing a lot to help the team in every aspect. So Clint Frazier is uh, hot as hell with the bat right now. Actually, I don't know what he did this series, but he's been swinging well, and and his his uh potential is so much higher than Cameron Maven, so much higher offensively. But Clint's really hurting us on defense and really hurting the roster configuration when you have to pin uh, defensive replacement every game. So uh, when you add it all up, do I think Cameron Mabin in the last two weeks has done more to help the team than Clint Frazier? Yes. Do we think that Cashman likes keeping assets instead of DFAing Mabin just to send, uh, instead of sending Clint down? Yeah, I think he'd rather keep Mabin around as an asset And that may lead to Clint being temporarily sent down. And if that situation arises, which I think the odds are actually not in favor of it. I think there's, I think Clint's staying on the roster because I think the Yankees are either, if you send Clint down now, uh, hide the knives and you've just crushed his confidence so much. I don't think he recovers as a Yankee. Uh, And that's a hot take. That's a scorching hot take that I won't really defend to the death, but it's a thought that I had. And so I'm giving Cameron Maven a good award, Multi-Face Diamond, and I'm giving Clint Hide the Knives Award. Eventually, with Stand back, this decision is going to have to be made. I think Clint will stay, and Cameron Maven will get the boot, which sucks because I like Cameron and everything he's been doing. I like Clint's bat a lot, but, I'm, but he can't catch a fly ball. So it's really tough to keep a guy uh, on the team when he can't catch a fly ball. Yeah,
1: I I mean, there's there's some fair parts there, and there's some not fair. I mean, it's it's just tough how much you can let the fly ball get in the back of your head. Because I mean, at the same time, Clint was scorching, scorched earth hot for his past ten games before this. So so to say that all around Cameron Maben was more valuable, I don't think you can say that. I think all around it it's aesthetically better because <laughs> it's not. It's not MVP-ish on one side of the ball and nightmarish on the other side. And Clint's um, not been playing a full game. I, I would say I think where things get interesting is when the guys come back and you start checking them off, again, I, I think it's going to be this survival thing and who's who's still doing it well. And if, if Maven and Clint are that close – I think the Yankees will look at each other and say, "Like, well, we'd just be losing Mabin, who would fit better as a role player, as a pinch runner, as a defensive sub, as playing once a week, than Clint Frazier, who could still add value to his game as a young kid, A, work on your defense, work on your defense, work on your defense. B... Um, you know, work on your game. And you, you're right, and this is kind of one of our problems with Clint, is that if he were to get sent down and it was semi-fair, like, to not lose Cameron Maven, who has been really strong for us, I don't know if Clint can deal with that well. I don't know if the Mother's Day cat cleats play in AAA. And um, it, you are starting to tinker with some dangerous territory. So... I don't know. I, I mean, when, are we, when does this issue have to be
0: addressed? When Stanton comes back, which is probably in like two weeks Didi. or like three weeks. DD is going to be an infielder. will we'll get replaced. That'll be, or,
1: that'll be Kendrys or Tyro. Then who's next?
0: Judge or Stanton.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, it's probably going to be Stanton. We, we don't have Judge on a timeline yet. Um, I mean this still has a lot of time to play itself out. I, I think I think this has a lot of more time to play out than we think. Cuz I mean even if it's Didi, if it's Didi then Stanton, I mean you could just go Kendrys and Tyro. You know?
0: Then who's your infield So your bench would be Romine Geo Clint would be the bench. Clint as a bench Clint as a bench player is in a thing. So you have Stanton Hicks Gardner playing in the field and Clint DHing and one of Geo or DJ not playing every day? It's the whole rotation, man. DJ LeMahieu sat out opening day. It'd become the whole juggle.
1: That's what this team wants.
0: Yeah, I don't don't think they want Gardner playing every day and DJ slash Geo sitting. So I think they want to keep the DH open to use as the infield.
1: I'm not saying Clint Frazier's playing every day. I'm not saying a lot of these guys are playing every day. You're looking at a lot of five game weeks and things like that um it, it's going to be earn your keep
0: yeah i clint has to improve the defense because when judge and Stanton come back he's he's a dh or or nothing i mean you're not going to put clint on the bench because you can't pinch hit him because he's someone you defensive replacement for so if you pinch hit him then you got a defensive replacement and then i just i don't i don't There's a lot of time that we don't need
1: to do what we just did on it, I think.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a conversation to be had. That's what's happening right now. What's your next award? My
1: next award is my favorite award. It's the Stepping Stone Award, and it goes to Chad Green. Um, Chad Green. I got to give a lot of awards. You got to give so many awards. It's unbelievable. Um, You gave the You are There I was fighting... You wanted to give Chad Green the Stepping Stone Award for a while. You, Yes, you were. You, you were saying you were liking the stuff. The Chad Green we saw in this series was the first time we saw Chad Green. Uh, Rays series, when he struck out the side versus the Rays. That was no. That was a, what was that, a 7-1 game? Yeah, but the pitches. were. And wasn't that after? Wasn't that after the fireworks? Didn't the stadium basically explode? Wasn't that blackout game? That has nothing to do with the. Movie. That has so much to do with it. See, you wanted Chad to be back. Didn't he? He he pitched after that game, and he still wasn't right. We wanted people wanted Chad to be back so hard. This was the first actual stepping stone for Chad Green, and that's why he gets the stepping stone award.
0: Well, yeah, you need two to have a stepping stone, so he never put two to a row. The stuff has looked different since he came back. He's been throwing 96, 97 when he was throwing 92 to 94 beforehand. That's not even an argument. That's just a fact.
1: It's, it is an argument because he hit 98 in this game. He struck out the side, and he looked so much better. This was Chad Green. Everyone was hoping what we saw was Chad Green. This was Chad Green.
0: This was the same guy we saw versus the race. That's just me being stubborn, because it was.
1: No, that that's you that was you wanting Chad Green back, but it wasn't. Dude, do you remember how nuts that building was? The arena was shut down. People were putting up lighters. The Yankees came back, blew that game out. The game was over. Chad Green threw some balls.
0: I don't care. I, I don't want Chad Green to be back. That wasn't Chad Green. I don't care if he was throwing to a beanbag with no one around. All I care is the, how the pitches look. It was much different. It because was
1: the rays were dead.
0: I, but that's I don't care that he was throwing ninety seven. He looked like a completely different pitcher. No, he did. I think you just don't remember. No, I remember clearly.
1: I was the one that told you about the power outage
0: that you forgot about. But. It doesn't matter at all. That does not matter one bit. the The next segment you wanted to start putting into the show is what what.
1: You're supposed to give another award somehow.
0: I'm not. I gave the Hide the Knives and the multi Diamond. And that's, that's the memory we're banking on to remember a Chad Green outing from two weeks ago. Wow. Wow. Anyway, the next uh, segment you wanted to do was what is going to make the DVD commentary from this series. As I like this segment, that your idea is DVD commentary, but... Chad Green's back. Oh, Jake just humped the table, licked the laptop. Uh, yeah, I, that could be it. I was, I had no idea. I was trying to think of it. I was thinking like, uh, the negatively like maybe like uh, uh like maybe this is the last Clint bad fielding outing, and they'll be like that was the last one. Otherwise, I I don't think anything from this series makes the. It would be like Morgan Freeman voice. They'd be like. The Yankees were so hot, even the young
1: Padres came in with their young stud pitcher, Chris Paddock, and the Yankees welcomed him. After not giving up home runs to any right-handed batters this year,
0: they hit three in the first two innings. Could be good. I don't think they're going to give it that much time on the DVD cover. You know what I think? I just think that that DJ LeMahieu home run makes a montage in the DVD, and that's the only thing from this series.
1: That's not bad. That's, that could be Lemayhu's prettiest home in the series. This year. Yeah, and the series. This
0: is definitely his prettiest home run in the series. And also his ugliest. Checks all the boxes. I think that's the end of the show. We are off to uh, go hang out with Brian Hoke, like Coke, and celebrate the releasing of him and Mark Feinstein's book. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Go to patreon.com slash and subscribe and support if you'd like because those people got to listen to this way earlier than anyone else because like I said we're going to an event and I got to edit at midnight and that is the end of the show and thank you very much and go Yankees and tell them grams
1: go Yankees